Andy Dawson thought about the long ball, decides to take it inside, plays it into the feet of Garcia. Garcia still going forward here. Richard Garcia, still Garcia, Garcia! It's another for the Tigers, and Richard Garcia, he can't stop scoring goals either. And Hull City have got another. It's seven goals for the season for Garcia. And Watford's promotion hopes are well and truly vanquished now. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Tigers Down Under, and I've got a very special guest with me. Um, I've got Richard Garcia, former Hull City player with 128 appearances and 10 goals in all competitions to his name. So um, a huge welcome to you, Richard, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so I just wanted to start at the beginning of your City career and what a, what a season it was for you when you first joined the club. Um, you, you joined at the start of the 2007-2008 season on a free transfer and you were certainly a pretty special part of that season. You scored the goal of the season against Burnley um, and you had a pretty important part to play in, in the playoff campaign. So when you joined the club at the start of the season, uh, did you was there that sense around the club that that, that was going to be a special season? Uh, look, when I first uh, signed for, for Hull, um, Phil Brown spoke to me um, openly about the club's plans and they had a three-year plan to to be in the Premier League and that sort of aligned with, with what I wanted, you know, coming from Colchester. Um, I've been at West Ham at a Premier League club and, you know, I had to take the step back to Colchester and Colchester just didn't really have that sort of view uh, and the Premier League is where I wanted to be, so... Um, it was a great move, and and when he had that that talk with me and sort of said, you know, this club wants to be in the Premier League, um, you know, it was it was the right place to be for me. And uh, look, it worked out in the first year that we did achieve that success. Um, and so you've touched on the fact that you started at West Ham, and so I do want to take <coughs> you back to that. And you moved from Australia as a 15-year-old, and it would have been a pretty daunting prospect. Um, so I understand that you became quite good friends with Michael Carrick uh, at the West Ham Academy. Um, so how how was it at the West Ham Academy and the the expectations on you as a youngster? Yeah, we had a, a good bunch of um, guys that were away from home, and um, it was about maybe five or six of us that sort of lived together to start with. So um, we all became very close, and uh, it was a high pressure environment, um, and we had a very good team. You know, <clears throat> we won the uh, FA Youth Cup at, at that that time and um, you know the under 19s FA Premier League and all that sort of stuff so we were a very successful youth team and a, a, a very motivated bunch of guys so uh, it's, it's always hard when um, there's the pressures of, of you know being a professional but at the same time we did it with a, a great bunch of guys and we were very successful so um, it became easier and easier um, that pressure was sort of eased because we, we had that much success and everyone was pushing in the same direction. Um, and, and so Michael Carrick was from up north. Did you ask him much about Hull before you decided on, on making the move up? And, and if so, what did he have to say about the club? No, I didn't really. You know, by that time, I'd already been in the UK um, for quite a while by the time I signed for Hull. Um, I think I'd almost been there 10 years by that stage. So, um, you know, I, I pretty much knew um, all there was to know about the club. And, you know, that's, that's what... Um, what sort of dragged me to the club, really. Uh, the fact that, you know, I think the season before, uh, Hull, when we played against, with Colchester against Hull um, at the KC, and the, they, I think they, can't, they came third, third bottom that season or fourth bottom that season. 
and <clears throat> were fighting for their lives. And, you know, the stadium was full. Uh, the stadium was almost full against Colchester in one of the last games of the season, you know. And I, I just felt that the club was well-supported um, and they had great ambition. So uh, that, that was sort of what really drew me to, to the club. And so it was a it was a two year spell in the Premier League, first under Phil Brown and then towards the end under Ian Dowie. But um, you had a fantastic start to the campaign in the first season with a goal in the second game of the season against Blackburn. And I think from memory, the celebration for your goal was a reference to the um, the recent Olympic Games. I think it was a basketball um, imitation or something like that. But you you also set up the um, goal by Minuccio in the last minute against Fulham that essentially sealed the safety for the club. But at what point during that season did the club actually, or the players actually feel safe, or did it come down to the final day? Look, I think it was that Fulham game that we sort of um, felt a little bit more at ease um, with with all the heights um, that we'd reached at the start of the season, and then to to drop so dramatically um, was was quite hard. Luckily enough, we had you know um, a good bunch of guys that you know really stuck at it. And really, that, that that Fulham game that you you mentioned really was the game that for us we felt that you know kept us up. So um, you know, once we'd done that game, I think we we the pressure eased off a little bit. You know, even to the final day, the, the pressure was still on, but um, that were important points um, towards the back end of that season that we we gained. And um, look, everyone was very relieved when we, when we did stay up. Absolutely. Um... And so in your career so far, you've had a few serious injuries. So I just wanted to ask you how hard it is as a professional to stay focused and, and positive during those sorts of long layoffs because obviously it can be quite um, difficult to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's it's always tough when you get an injury and especially when you get an injury when you're at the, at the top or at the peak of, of your career, you know. Um, it becomes even harder. I missed the quite a chunk of that second year um, with a training ground incident that that ruptured my ligaments in my knee. So, uh, you know, for that that part of it, you're really disappointed and you're sort of, you know, um, always worried that you're not going to come back as good or as fast or as uh, ready as you were before you got the injury. So there's always that concern. Uh, But it's one of those things, look, I I, uh, had a couple knee reconstructions when I was a lot younger, um, I think uh, I think it was 18 and, and 20 or something like that. So I'd, I'd had to practice at it and, it, and it's always hard, but it's one of those things that the, the stronger mentally you are, the easier it becomes, and you've got to do the right things and, and make sure that your body's in the right shape and, and that you do the rehab well. Um, and I've been lucky enough that I'm still playing today and, and the body's still holding up, you know. So there's a lot of people that take injuries and, and have to end their careers. So... I've actually been quite fortunate that I've been able to continue and um, for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, there was that that knee injury towards the end of your City career that you did fight back from quite well in the Nicky Barmby spell in charge, and, and you actually finished the um, the season in the side. And I remember watching the game against West Ham, and I, I think Fox Sports had got the rights to show it quite late, so I didn't actually know if I'd, I'd get to see that final game. But towards the end of that game... You had that flying header that went into the back of the net and uh, it was unfortunately rolled out for offside, even though I was already out of my seat during that one. But it was quite a fitting way for you in some ways to, to finish your career in England um, against West Ham, who obviously you, you started your English career against. And 
Um, for you, was that was that kind of a, a nice way to sign off in England? And, and did you actually know at that point that that was your final game? Yeah, I did know. And uh, look, when that header went in, I thought, you know, what a what a great way to go out uh, in the UK. You know, uh, scoring a goal for my last club against my first club at the at the place it all started. You know, it would have been a very poetic end. It still was. Um, you know, look, I was a bit bit unfortunate not to to have that goal ruled onside, but. You know, it was very fitting, and I felt you know it was the right time to to, to part ways and and come back to Australia. So look, um, it's one of those things that when you when the time's right, the time's right, and uh, it was the right time for the family and, and the kids were getting a little bit older, and it just felt like the right time to go back home. Absolutely. And do you do you keep up much with the current city team? I know I've seen I've seen you on Twitter. You you stay quite active with retweeting. Um, releases from the club and that sort of thing but do you follow results very closely yeah i do i, I still follow them on twitter and um you know when the when the results come out i'll have a look and see how they're doing and you know i'm always interested to see that the club will, will progress again and, and get back up there you know i, I had a, a lot of good years there and you know they hold a, a special place in my heart so um I'm, i'll always be following them uh, from afar and, uh, you know, hopefully one day I can I can take my kids back and, and show them, you know, they were both born in Hull as well. So um, that's a, a, another reason why the place will always be a fond place for me. Um, and hopefully I can take them back one day and, and let them watch a Hull City game as well. That would be great, yeah. Um, and just on our chances of promotion this season, what's your opinion on, on whether they can get up this season? Because obviously um, it's been a bit of a setback, uh, not pretty much missing out on the automatic spots at the moment, but... Um, pro- presumably a, ca- a playoff campaign ahead of us. A- any thoughts on that? Yeah, look, they've got a strong squad, um, and you know when it gets when it gets to the playoff time, it's about who's willing to go the furthest and who's willing to push themselves the hardest. And uh, you know, it's always hard. Um, you know, I think they've got a good mix of experience and young guys in the in the squad as well. So um, that'll that'll bode well for the for the final series. So. Look, I've, I've got my fingers crossed. I think they um, they can do it. Uh, so let's just wait and see. Absolutely. Um, so you've just touched on um, your career back in Australia, and I did want to offer commiserations for Perth's exit from finals. It's been a tremendous campaign from you guys, um, especially Diego Castro, who's looked absolutely brilliant for you, um, especially after the difficulties of last season. It's great to see the side um, bounce back. And I just wanted to get your, your sense of where the A-League's at as a league and in comparison to your time in England. Um, it's obviously improving year on year. It definitely is improving year on year. Um the quality of players that are coming in um, are getting better and better, and you know that's that's testament to how good the league is. But it's just one of those things that, unfortunately, in the A League, um, there's only going to be ever a certain amount of players uh, or pool of players that will be rotated throughout the league. So the hard thing with the A League is that there's there's not players from uh, other countries able to come in unless you know, because we've got the five visa spots, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to bring players across uh, so often. Um, and you have to be very selective on, on who you bring across, you know. So that, that for me is probably the only stumbling block, block with the, with the salary cap and the, and the visa spots, the competition for places sometimes becomes a bit stagnant because of that. Um, but for me, look, um, it's growing year on year and it's getting better and better. And the quality of players that are coming, 
and the players actually the Australian players that are actually playing in the league are actually a lot better as well. So um, it's 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 one of those that hopefully with the next um, with the next next TV deal that it keeps pushing forward and uh, hopefully we can we can keep winning in Asia as well, which will be a big step forward for the league as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great to see Western Sydney, Western Sydney, and um, and now Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC doing quite well in Asia because that'll certainly help to boost the profile of the league. Um, you mentioned the marquee spots, and obviously, um, City fans will be quite familiar with Robert Corran, who came down to play for Melbourne City for a couple of seasons. Um, did you get in touch with him much while he was down? Yeah, I did. I, I uh, spoke to him every time we played against each other, and you know, I, I always told uh, Rob when when we were at Hull uh, together that you know it'd be a great place for him to come and play and that he'd do well out here <clears throat> and I think the games that he did play he, he showed that he was a, a really good player and uh, it was a bit unfortunate that he spent a lot of the time um, injured but you know I'm sure he enjoyed the experience um, as, as far as playing out here and, and being out here with his family so it was good to be able to catch up with him and see him again. Yeah, I know City fans in Australia were quite looking forward to seeing what he could do in the A-League because we've obviously seen his talent in the Championship and, and even in the Premier League and it was quite unfortunate that, that injuries didn't let, let us see his full potential. Um, I, I just wanted to finally touch on your Socceroos career because as a, as a City player you hold the achievement of being the, the club's first representative at a World Cup. Um, so I just wanted to touch on your memories of, of that tournament in South Africa and especially, I mean, you started the game against Germany, which would have been a huge occasion. Yeah, massive moment for me. And um, look, it, it'll be something that I look back on very fondly. Um, we a bit unfortunate not to, to go through the next stage. I think uh, the World Cup beforehand in 06, they got through on the same, uh, same amount of points. So um, it was a bit unlucky that we got beat off Germany for, I think it was 4-0. So that was probably like the, the nail in the coffin. Um, but as you saw in that World Cup, Germany were on fire and I think they beat England and Argentina as well 4-0. So um, we weren't too far off the pace. So just disappointing that we didn't get into the next round. Um, but it was a fantastic um, achievement for me as far as you know representing my country and, and playing at that, that highest level uh, of world football. So... A very proud moment for me and uh, something that I'll never forget. And then what's your take on the current Australia squad? I mean, obviously, they've, they've looked quite promising at the last World Cup, despite not being able to take any points. They looked, they took the lead against the Netherlands, obviously, and, and couldn't quite hold on in that game. But there's some very talented players coming through. So where do you see this squad um, going in the future? Uh, still, still a young squad, I think. Um, I think the, the, the issue is, I think, maybe trying to get a lot of these players to to leave Australian shores and, and hopefully head overseas and try to play some European football as well. Um, I think that's now becoming the issue as far as the Australian squad's concerned. We need to maybe push our players a bit further abroad and, and now with the likes of Asia opening up um, and people going to Asia, it might not be the same quality as it is um, going to Europe. And that's that for me is the biggest issue. Uh, the competitive leagues in Europe are, I think, a lot stronger, especially the top leagues. You know, um, back in 06 and 10, we had a lot of players that were playing Premier League, Serie A, you know, people playing in La Liga. So um, that that's sort of the aim, I think, that we need to get back to and try to push these better, younger players out into Europe as well and, and, and learn the hard way, I suppose. I think we're very um, insulated in Australia and 
you know, we don't see the quality of other teams. But this squad is actually a very talented squad and it'll just be how they progress. You know, I think they've got a, a game against England coming up this um, this off-season. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they get on against them and, and the game against Greece as well will be another one that will be interested to see and see how they come up against a, a bit of better European uh, teams. Certainly looking forward to those. I can tell you that a few City fans have been bombarding the uh, the club with trying to sign Aaron Moy because <laughs> it'd be great to get into the club. I don't think it's too likely, but he's certainly a talent that um, he's one of those players who should be looking for a move overseas in the near future, I suspect, um, to progress his career. Um, but we'll see how they go in the finals uh, this Friday night against Adelaide. Um, but thank you so much for joining me, Richard. It's been It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. No problem. Thanks very much for having me, and it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and all the best for the future. Do you do you know at this stage um, any any prospects for the next year or so? I understand. I think you're out of contract at the moment. Out of contract at the moment, but in in negotiations with the club. So um, look, it's something I'll discuss over the next few weeks, and uh, hopefully it'll be all sorted before um, the end of May. Great to hear. So best of best of luck with that, and best of luck for everything else that comes your way in the future. And and thank you for joining me. Thanks very much. Pedersen with a little flick. Now Garcia finds the shot from way out. And oh, my word! That is an outstanding strike from Richard Garcia from fully 30 yards out. He hammers it in the top left-hand corner for an absolute goal of the season contender. An outstanding strike from Garcia. It's Hull City 2, Burnley nil, and Brian Jensen was left clutching at air. See a better strike out.